you see a doctor? I did. I saw a doctor and then I went to the hospital and got a CAT scan. And then one of my colleagues that I work with, our camera assistant, used to be an EMT. So he's been keeping very close tabs on me. He, like, the other day in the office checked my pupils and has been, like, you know. There's nothing like, very, a, good, very, nothing very like a good CAT scan to make sure everything's yes. going to go. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I am joined with by my sisters, Lily and Becky, and we talk about movies and our childhood and television and make fun of each other. And this week, we are actually doing a live video feed to each other. So as I'm doing this, my sisters are making faces, like their reaction faces as to what they think my voice sounds like anyways let's start with lily how are you calling in from the canary islands i am good i'm good i have a sick two-year-old um and i'm like at that point of is inflection the right word who knows who knows what the right word is you're spanish it doesn't matter who knows words um she's taking a picture of us uh, so where it's my birthday tomorrow, and we're I'm gonna like, get, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to right. that. We're excited for your birthday. Well, I'm excited, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sort of debating on like how I want to go and enjoy and have a great birthday, and like how sick does your kid need to be to like pawn him off with a babysitter while you enjoy your birthday? Like medium sick, not like really sick. So I'm just sort of like. You know, I'm supposed to have a babysitter come watch him tomorrow and do something fun with my husband. But I'm like, oh, he's sick. I'm just I feel bad. No, I I think it has to be like a sickness that requires a parent there to make decisions. How do you know when you have to if you're you're a new parent, you're like, I feel like it's like playing a video game and you get to like these next levels. And a few weeks ago, I got to the next level barf. I had not played that level yet <laughs> when I got all the bars. When Ari barfed for an hour and a half on me, on all his toys, on all his clothes, and it was gastro. Like, it wasn't Oops. the end of the world, but he was sick, and we ended up in the ER. And I was like, wow, I guess I just, like, beat, you know, Bowser, the Bowser of barf. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm, like, at the next level. I'm like, well, if it's just, like, strep, does the parent have to be there for strep? I don't know. I'm at the new level. No, definitely not. Right? Yeah, I mean, if he gets really sick, maybe. Popsicles? I I will say, Lily, if you're talking about barfing on toys, I just want to recount this is your birthday. We're going to talk a little bit about our childhood. And there was a, you're a puker for sure. I mean, you puked (sighs) even when you weren't sick. Generally, when you were riled up, you'd just puke. And there was a time where you barfed into my, when when we shared room you and i shared a room for a little while when becky was a baby and i slept on the bottom bunk and you slept on the top bunk because i was afraid to sleep on the top bunk and one day Classic. you were playing on the floor or you were upset or something and you threw up and you vomited into my toy box and, oh, never the same. and uh, oh i would hate to have been mom that just and there was a vehicle that i had here it is the havoc if anyone wants to look up the G.I. Joe Havoc, it was like the first time I ever got a real 
like kind of fancy GI Joe vehicle, right? We didn't, we weren't the family that got the Millennium Falcon or the aircraft carrier, but I got the GI Joe Havoc, and you puked all over it and a bunch of other toys. And for years, there were little crusts of vomit in the Ew. crevices, and it stunk. Shy, shy, stop Gross. it. Anyways, so how do we cut that out. Becky, how are you doing? I'm still concussed. Um, so I'm doing my best. That's all I'll say. I'm I'm doing my best, all things considered. You, you look um, good. I did. I so I got I got the concussion on Saturday. I didn't go to the doctor until Wednesday. Despite the doctor was like, our advice. Yeah, despite everyone's advice. And the, the kind people like, on Twitter who have written you? to see if you're okay. I don't know if did I she text you. I to, I mean, I even talked to like. Like I talked to, to people in the medical field, and everyone was like, "You need to go to the doctor." I didn't. She texted not... me, and I was like, "I'm out for dinner." I was like, I, "I was out for dinner, and I couldn't really talk to you." But there's like a whole bunch of texts, and at the bottom was, "I have like a medical emergency," and I just was like, "Okay, I'm not reading all the other texts, but I will say, I think you need to go to a hospital." She so still I, didn't go. So I didn't. So on so on Wednesday, I went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "You definitely have a concussion, and you should have gone to the hospital." So then I took that as I'm just going to go to the hospital anyway. So I left the doctor's office who said, you don't need a CT. You're fine. Went to the hospital and was like, I need a CT scan. The doctor was like, all I heard was CT. The doctor was like, you really don't. I find them very, I find them very relaxing. Right. He's like, you don't need one. You definitely don't have a brain bleed. And I was like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure we're going to give you one anyway. He's like, sounds like you're going to get one anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did get one. And, um, like a little radiation. Yeah. What? Just a little, just, we just, we just like a, to be sure. Ali still won't let me get the full body scan, but I want it so bad. <laughs> oh, please. If it wasn't like a major dose of radiation, I would definitely get one. It's uh, a good birthday present. <laughs> I don't have a brain bleed. I am recovering from the concussion. Thank goodness. I'm Thank learning goodness. that stress actually makes the symptoms worse. So I'm trying to stay calm amidst, you know, a hectic schedule on the upside the doctor who treated me at the hospital was gorgeous get a concussion go to this hospital chat with this super handsome doctor you will feel better do you want to shout out to the doctor i I mean i say that for the oh no i'm I'm saving that for the end okay he is my shout out this week all right right. super so what i would like to talk about because we're almost (laughs) a year into the show no one's asked me how i was doing is how you doing, Shay? That this is episode 52 of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, which means next week we will have done our 53rd consecutive week of podcasting, and it is our official podiversary. How, how, how are you going to celebrate? Um, I would like to celebrate by putting some like Adam Goldberg style home movies of us on the internet. Okay. I'd like to celebrate by the three of us going to a movie together uh, in the theater. That's uh, the best. That's well, the best. Well, in December we're gonna be able to do that. I love in, going to the movie with you guys. I have some. Yeah. I have some movies. We'll have to, to put about. our own movie on, but where we're going has well, like wanna, a little cinema. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll we'll go to the movies. Well. Um, that's a great way to celebrate. Okay, so I, I and and given that this is coming right at the time of Lily's birthday, maybe I'll do a few birthday party clips from the. How family we do archives. a little a little um yeah, but why don't you do like a little origin story, Lily, the origin story? Do you have any Wait, recollection so, of my birth? Oh, I can That's tell. It. I can tell you right now. Okay, so this is this is for Gato, our dear, 
friend and follower. Who loves a good origin story. Who loves a good origin story. So this is some, some Friday Night Movie origins. Lily was the second born. I was probably two or three years old. I don't remember how old I was. You I was three. two or three. I was three. No, you were almost three. Almost three. And what I know about Lily has a lot to do with comparison to my birth because our mother tells the story of my birth a lot. And it was extraordinarily long, my birth. Lily's birth, the way it was described to me as a kid, is that it was like one push and she went flying across the room and they had to catch her. Like a football. Like a football. And unlike me, who was the calmest, kind of like Becky's baby, Miri's baby, like relaxed and sweet and quiet and quiet all the time, Lily came out screaming and screamed. Still screaming today. Well, today. Still screaming 30, almost six years later. And and as a result, in her earliest days, had the cutest hoarse voice, as we've talked about many times, as she describes. small Joan Rivers. Like a little, like a little. (laughs) Tiny Joan Rivers. And what yeah. I also remember about Lily was that she if you she had a very bald head early on. Right? Becky cue had be, yeah, she was a cue ball and blonde hair, and then her ear her ears were pierced at a very young age. And they looked like the bolts from Frankenstein when I was little. Like I always thought that Lily had a little bit of a Frankenstein look with those bolts in her ears. But we had a lot of fun adventures together, uh, and then Becky came, and we were roommates for a little bit for a while, and uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. We, you know, so you, I'm, you always had a particular. Are you going to have a tough day tomorrow? Because you usually had a difficult uh, oh, time. That's at my true. Birthday your, party. At, your birthday parties would be the peak of me acting out. By Becky's birthday parties, I would behave and help. But at Lily's birthday parties, you I were would, once. The croupier at my birthday. Yes, we made a casino themed birthday and I built a roulette wheel out of your out of a bicycle wheel. Bicycle. Yes. Yeah. So that's actually a great if we could find some footage, I feel like that's a great one of you two participating in my in my casino royale birthday. (laughs) So Which like if you think about it, mom and dad are so creative at some great ideas, but is gambling the right thing to be teaching? No, because it was a Hanukkah party and a whole theme of Hanukkah is gambling. Again, though, like <laughs> it's true, the dreidel game, one hundred percent. I'm pretty sure there are other exactly. Themes I think you're reinforcing my point. Um, wait, gambling. wait. I'm just... Speaking of bad parenting, and I feel like this is sort of like an underlining theme of this episode too. Like learning how to be a good parent also involves possibly some bad parenting. Shy, <laughs> not to criticize your stellar parenting skills, but I feel like you did some. You were like a bad mom this week. <laughs> And I don't mean that. Like I mean, literally, bad mom. So this is. This, I'll, I'll ask this question, Becky, because Lily's. How you old, know what I'm talking? Yeah. About. How old do you think is old? Like, what is the appropriate age to take your kid to see their first Eli Roth movie? He's a guy that did Hostel. Fourteen. Fourteen, <laughs> Becky. That's like I don't 18. know. I'm, like, I'm by the 14? way, in my late thirties and have still not seen a full Eli Roth movie. Yeah, but uh, kids today, I've never seen one either. So I would say thirty-six. So, I so, don't know. So I took my kids. I, so so my older daughter and I had a special like daddy-daughter date, and she really wanted to see this movie, The House with the Clocks Inside the Wall, and or the Clock Inside the Wall. Sorry, Look at Becky's face. It started, wait, like, follow me here. It's it's about a young boy who's an orphan who goes to live with his uncle who's a wizard in this mysterious house. The uncle wizard is played by Jack Black. The uncle's oh, cool. best friend and neighbor is played by Kate Blanchett doing like sort of a quirky Tim Burton-esque see? type of character. See, once yeah, but once you bring her into the mix, you know things got serious. Ka- Ka- right. Kyle, no, but- 
Kyle McLaughlin. Do a quirky role. Kyle McLaughlin plays the villain. Okay, and that all seems like fun though. Those jackpot Claire, like that. That's so, what I'm, I'm sorry. Fun. Let's do math. A, a Kate Blanchett plus a Kyle McLaughlin outweighs a Jack Black. So you know this movie is too scary. So, so let's be clear. So we, so this movie seems we've seen the commercial many times in other movies we've seen, and and I was really excited. We'd watched Goonies a couple of weeks ago, so she was like really into trying to see something spooky. Like she was tickled by it. And we went to see this movie, and I have to say it was a delightful movie. I did we did not finish it, <laughs> um, but but it was delightful. It had that Harry okay. Potter kind of vibe. And there were a couple of finish it because she made him leave because she was terrified. Hold on a second. There was there was some jump scares in it, and we would both jumped and we were like, (gasps) and then later towards the end they resurrect a villain who comes back kind of as a zombie. And at that point, my child was like, "We're out of here. We're out of here." And God bless her. She bolted from the seats. And ran gets good, Becky. to the ramp <laughs> and ran to the back of the theater. Only it was one of those theater where you have to go down first to exit. And so I'm chasing her up she the back of the theater. She had to get closer to the screen. No, no, she she went back. Yeah, she had to go like down a few steps and then curve around like a hallway, right? Well, instead mm-hmm. she ran directly up the up the up the stadium seating all the way to the back of the theater. Oh, She's like, I know get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here. She gets to the back and she goes, there's no way out. <laughs> and so I had to, and there were like three people in the back of the theater watching the movie, watching this happen. And so I scooped her up and we ran out of the theater and then I asked her and she said she loved the movie, but it just got too scary. And she was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe I won't. And then I'm telling the story to Lily and I said, yeah, you know, but it was an Amblin entertainment movie, you know, Spielberg. She I was, was like, E.T. is not making your case here. <laughs> and then I said, I, I'm like, I mean, it was directed by Eli Roth. And then Lily's like, hold on a second. I just I just went nuts yeah. on him. I was like, you had me at Eli Roth. So I I thought I thought Eli Roth did a capable job in what was a pretty fun movie, but it scared the living daylights out of my. Shockingly, maybe not for a seven-year-old. How many movies are out there that I've never heard of? I've never even heard of this. But you're not seeing. But here's the thing: you're not seeing the movies we're seeing, where this is a constant preview in every movie I've seen with my kids for the last few months. Got it. I guess we don't go to kids' movies in a theater. Yeah. What was it called? The Incredibles Chihuahua, Chihuahua Cops, or what did you see? <laughs> oh, Show Dogs. Show Dogs. Starring Will Arnett and Natasha Leone. <laughs> so um, that was that was my parenting adventure. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. So I have, a, I have a lot to get through on our list. So okay. I feel like we should so let's start. get okay, let's let's, let's get going. Let's so our big going. our big meal here is Maniac, which Lily watched, and then we Becky and I watched the first episode. Did Becky watch more? No, I only got. I only had time okay. to watch the first. So the first episode. Did you watch with Vlad? No, I watched it right before we did. But I'll make him watch it. Yeah, I feel like he needs to see the show. So Lily, why don't you give us the premise? Oh my god, this I show. never get to give the premise. I'm so excited, and I practiced because in my head re- because the, I knew if let, I let, talked too long, you guys would yell at me. But let's be clear. So I was like, part of why I'm asking you. Part of why I'm asking you is that. I saw the first episode, and I would still like to know the premise. <laughs> okay. So the premise of the show is that there are two people, um, one played by Jonah Hill. Okay, Becky, don't laugh at me. I can see her laughing as I describe This is a story with characters. Okay. <laughs> I, I, wait, I have so one question, Lee, before you get going. I practice. I swear I practice this no, but on it is, my own. It is like, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, right? 
It's Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Did you find like, yourself asking throughout if this was in a shared universe with Superbad? Yes. Oh, uh, right, because they were in that movie. That was her first movie. Um, I did not find myself asking that. But um, that is this. that was the last time they did a movie together. And so Emma Stone and Jonah Hill live in a New York that's in the future, but it's like a retro future. So it's what the future would look like, I think, in like an 80s movie. So the aesthetic uh. is not futuristic i didn't take it that it was futuristic i took it that it was like a slightly paralleled universe to ours i think that it's like what if things evolved just slightly differently sure which i think you could look at it that way the future it's just if things were just like just like just a little bit skewed off from our reality sure i think there's something though um maybe when there there is an ai component to it so i think that's maybe why i think of it as the future as you go further maybe in the episodes, there's uh, an artificial intelligence part of it. So I think maybe that makes it more futuristic. And there's a, a few more like elements, but yet um, all of the technology looks like very 80s, which is just a really fun aesthetic to, that you can see they're playing with. Um, Netflix knows we love the 80s. Yeah, clearly. And so it's about these two people who, for their own separate reasons, decide to join an experimental drug trial at a pharmaceutical company. Um, they have completely different reasons, but they meet each other there. And something with the experiment goes a bit wrong. Um, but behind the experiment is Justin Thoreau. And this oh, fabulous... I never got oh, to he's... Justin Theroux. Yeah, we didn't get that far. And, and you know that he is get... he is maybe second to Elizabeth Olsen on actors <laughs> that I want nothing to do with. For not... Get to... really? Oh, I can't yeah. Elizabeth I Olsen. Like, listen, I agree. No, not Elizabeth Olsen. Through... Elizabeth... No, who's the... Moss. Not Elizabeth Moss. Moss. No, no, I like all the Olsens. Any Olsens no, are good. Elizabeth I Moss. I kind of agree. Though. Like, I'm always fascinated watching Justin Theroux in something, but I don't care that he's in it. He could be replaced with any other actor, and I'd be just as happy watching I'm it. always asking myself is, when and how did he become famous, and is it just because he dated Jennifer Aniston? Because I still have yet to see no, something. No, I mean, he's a great writer. He wrote Tropic Thunder. Okay. Try. All right. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's funny. funny. I think I think he's a good actor. I like him. I'm not. I don't have a problem with him. But I guess, I guess he's never coming on this podcast. I'm just, well, he can because well, I on the podcast. I like how funny he is. You know who else isn't coming on the podcast? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, Thanks. So anyway, so then there, he has, so Justin Thoreau and Sonoya Mizuno, who's like a fabulous actress who plays Dr. Azumi Fujita, because okay. the, the company is Japanese. So this is also this whole like Japanese culture thing, part of this pharmaceutical company, which is just very interesting. And they're behind it. And then Sally Field is in it as well. What? And so right now you're still problem. just you're just still naming characters, but it's <laughs> no, about two people who join an experimental drug trial and something goes wrong. Something goes wrong, and Justin Thoreau um, is is part of the the pharmaceutical company, and his mom is a very famous uh, psych- psychologist, like pop psychologist, and that's Sally Field. Okay. Um, and so part of the confusion I think in the show is that Jonah Hill's character is. Uh, diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic so he has some you're you think he has some sort of schizophrenia which makes him see an imaginary brother who tells him he needs to be on like um a secret mission. spot in the shit right so there's that narrative going through it 
And Emma Stone is dealing with her own problems. And a bunch of other people are in their trial, too, trying to get... They, they, this is supposed to cure, like, mental illness, this trial, this drug. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay, so reactions to the first episode. Beck, what do you think? Yeah. Reaction. I fully found... I found, like, the aesthetic super interesting. The thing that was keeping me from watching it, and I truly only watched it for this podcast, is because in the previews and in the posters for it, or, like, you know, the... Whatever, the... Netflix promotional materials right um Jonah Hill stressed me out a lot and I just found like his whole look was very stressful and I was worried I would watch it and find him extremely extremely stressful to watch um I don't find him stressful to watch in it no but I that's what that's the impression I got from just Mm -hmm. the way he looked but then I didn't I actually had no problem watching him um and uh that aside I I did find it interesting I I like not to a certain extent i like not quite understanding what's going on knowing that okay as the story unfolds the pieces will come together and that's going to keep it super super interesting i think you could go down a westworld rabbit hole where it turns into like a pile of poo or it could end up being something super interesting and exciting so i'm kind of hoping maniac goes in that direction because the first episode you're literally watching you're like Am I in the future? Am I in the past? Is this a flashback? Is this happening now? Is Is this just a is this just a bottle episode of fringe Right, like what's going on? But um, the aesthetic does keep it really interesting. My my only criticism, and it's not specific to just the show, but it's sort of a general, um, a general uh, reoccurrent like occurrence we're, we're seeing in a lot of, you know, Netflix like straight to streaming shows, which is that the pacing mm-hmm. tends to be very slow. And at first, you're like, oh, it's interesting and kind of cool and we're staying in this scene a little bit longer and then you just and then sometimes you're just like come on guys pick it up you know tell the story with purpose so so, but i don't think that's specific to like oh maniac i think it's just kind of a style right now that streaming shows have a slower pace in a lot of ways because shy like you brought up before they know you're just going to keep watching so they're not rushing to get you know to any so this is because you're not so hooked this, on one specific episode. Like you had to be on a weekly show, right? Here, so, you're just gonna. So, be- so this is why we're related because I have written in bold in my notes. It feels like this show could have been a 90 minute movie, but is instead a 10 hours director's cut. Thank you, Peak TV. <laughs> because I, I I found I, it I intriguing. It, it had that vibe of a movie like Pie or Vanilla Sky. Not exactly right. Dark City, it but, does. but or or, or no, an but episode. No, but I would of, say you're on the right track. Or an episode yeah. of. Black Mirror, based on definitely the, like a vanilla right. sky kind of thing. Yeah, I I described it as Black Mirror meets um, Twilight Zone meets Buckaroo Banzai to somebody. <laughs> like, well, I can't wait to the Buckaroo Banzai part. I don't want to know when people are going to be traveling through dimensions. That's what I better that better be what you're talking There's about. There's sort of They're like a fantasy dimensions. element. I will think there is a opening, fantasy the opening sequence of the show is fantastic and extremely well done and super interesting and engaging. That opening sequence about the creation of the universe got me interested in watching that Robert, if you're listening check out that opening sequence i so it's not not like a credit sequence it's just sequence it's not a credit sequence it's just the the opening scene which is like when they describe yeah when they describe the creation of the universe i really so and in the end i give it a rent at most i great actors i thought the writing was really interesting but in the mood I'm in right now, it's slow enough that I don't oh, yeah. care I, to follow. I in no way thought you you were gonna watch. But, but I don't hate it. I, I think it's cool. 
because I'm concussed, I'm happy. It's a little bit slower. I'm like, oh, okay, I got some time to figure things out. No, it I, I think it gets cool. funnier. So I think, I think it's cool, and it's a lot less stressful than I thought it would be based on the previews. The previews made me think it would like give me anxiety. I'll, watching I'll say it. this: if you're somebody who likes would like a mix of like a fun, weird '80s sci-fi thing oh, mixed with something like a Twilight Zone mixed with black mirror then this is a cool show for you if those those things that i just described are not up your alley you then won't like this at all you're not gonna like it but i actually really want to really curious to hear what vlad thinks beck um because this is a very str- like silly absurd why don't we have him as a guest on the podcast well, he's refused many times I'm curious because there's a very like um, almost West Anderson-y kind of humor throughout mm-hmm. the... the whole Japanese thing reminds me of West Anderson. Yeah. You're right there. We're glad we have a visual on Becky in case she nods off with this concussion. I don't want to hit her head again. It, Careful. Do, no, exactly. This is good. We have a visual. Okay. So another uh, first... So, okay. So Maniac, feeling pretty good. One thing I was irritated about is that Netflix in the apps that I watch it on now starts a show if you just look at the screen long enough. Yeah, like, and, it drives and, me crazy. And, and Maniac was the one it kept starting for me, and that really irritated me. So that, Yeah, that I was agree. I was listening it. to uh, somebody else's podcast, and I can't remember. No, I think it was just on the radio. I was listening to people. Like an old-fashioned like, like podcast when they just used to. Right, just the radio, like just, the like radio station here complaining about the new feature on Netflix. Yeah, where it's, it, it's pretty annoying. Where, yeah, like it starts something else for you. And you're like, no, thank you. So we had we had another premiere or, or first episode arrive. And I will dedicate this segment to Ash, our guest from last week, and Lons, who are the co-ho who are the hosts and then i am as well now on the gold nerds podcast with them which is a huge honor and but we are huge goldbergs fans here now i've talked about this at length already for the taping of that episode so i will not bore people but did you all watch the first episode of the goldbergs for the season? i only had time to to watch like the first five minutes I watched it. I just watched it. Now. Oh, no. I didn't get to finish watching it. I watched it because you told me you watched it. <laughs> no, I said I was going to sit down and watch it, and then I got pulled away to take care of my child. Oh, okay. So we don't have um, to go into it. It was, it was good. Um, it was good. It was cute. It's like 16. Got, they do like a whole 16 candles homage. I don't know. The I only got to watch maybe the first three minutes, four minutes, and I immediately my heart was just like bursting with joy, being like, they're back. My family is back. I like oh. felt very... Very. Um, what did you think of it, Shay? I, I I just have one word for you, and that is, Bubby Lucian. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. So like the that first scene, we're yeah. Exactly. We're we're Bevy's fantasizing about becoming a Bubby. Like yeah. that to me was. I, I, I was explaining. I was, like, oh. I, I was explaining this to our to our friends that becoming a Bubby is a higher calling is a higher achievement for a Jewish mother than if they got 12 PhDs, five different types of doctor degrees, <laughs> a law degree, being a Bubby is, is it? And so, like went to space. Uh, yeah. And went to space. Anyways, it was, it was wonderful. It was good to have them back. There's another show that Becky and I have been catching up on and Lily's been secretly watching. But until like you don't watch it. Two, until you get to season two, you don't really know the level of trash. Yeah. You really got to season, season two, two is especially trash. Well, and this is I have I I am no um I am no one to call the uh 
kettle black here because I just watched me two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. Season 15. I, want... I really need to watch that. So, really. Season 15, so, so I really should, need to. Should I do rapid fire questions? So, yeah. So what I was going to say is that Riverdale, just to give people a sense, Riverdale is on the CW. It is a take on the Archie characters, but imagine they put them in the movie Cruel Intentions. Is that accurate, Beck? I, I just feel like don't aren't you a little bit of time yeah, with a little I'm bit of a bit solve. sad that this wasn't on when we were kids. Like, I would have, like, I kind of wish maybe this was on instead of Gossip Girl, although that was, like, huge. I remember that being a big deal when I was in college. Gossip no, Girl Gossip was, Girl like, was... But what? Gossip Girl was, like, its own whole, like, weird thing. thing. But I I'm like, I, mean, I would never trade the original Nino for this. Like, that no, was a, the is, biggest no, deal. this is straight-up trash. Right, but I'm just part of me is like, had we been younger back, we probably would have enjoyed watching this together. Yet there's no way I would have ever even known what no, it was. I don't think so I would have enjoyed it as much then as I do now. I'm being okay. 100% serious. I think I enjoy it now because I'm like an adult and I can watch it and like think it's hilarious. So, but I think I, like think a teen, I would have been ashamed to watch it. Do you think they're that, so? Wait, do you think only people our age are watching it, or teenagers no, are watching I'm, it? No, I'm sure there's a whole lot of dumb teens out there that watch this. I, I, I think teens with excellent taste and palates are watching this. So, anyways, <laughs> Riverdale though does as it takes these classic characters. The way the show is constructed really raises a lot of questions, and and Becky was sending a bunch to me the other day, and I said, you know what? Let's just let's just bring these questions out into the open. So, Beck, yeah, why don't you rapid fire some Riverdale Riverdale questions to me, or to us. and Lily? You should try to answer, two. even though you haven't seen it yet. Is okay. the FBI agent who recruits Archie is he real? Is he really an FBI agent? Is that how FBI agents behave? I was watching. Why is okay? I'll just I'll ask <laughs> that question with a. I'll answer that with a question. Why is Archie the worst one on the show? <laughs> He's really terrible. No, but is the FBI agent real? Is this how an FBI? I mean, agent do FBI agents, agents hang out by teenagers' schools and blackmail them? And blackmail them alone in cars. I- I'll like, say. I'll say Come I Come into not... my car while I Who plays the FBI you. agent? Oh, I don't know. Indescript CW In... actor dude. No. Yeah. And I I will say that not only did I not understand that part, but I must have like gone to get a snack while that part developed and I came back and and a few scenes later I'm like when did the FBI get in this show? Why is the FBI interested <laughs> exactly. in Riverdale? Why well, is missed, Archie being missed one minute of Riverdale? There's a whole FBI. So I would say I would say if I found out later that he was not an FBI agent, but was really like the long lost sibling of like Moose, whatever Moose. Or was from like a rival gang. Right. There's a lot of gang stuff. Closeted gang. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's closeted, but Moose is a football player who is gay in the show. That is part of the. Yeah. That is part of the show. I think he's closeted. Um, What is wrong with Hal Cooper? So Hal Cooper, Lily, is Becky, Betty Cooper's dad, who might be the worst parent I've ever heard. Like the worst parent. But not like a mean, abusive one the way you'd have like some terrible parent, you know, in a show. It's like, doesn't believe his daughter. He's like a giant man baby. Yeah, he doesn't believe his daughter, who is constantly uncovering horrific crimes in the town and is consistently like right in what she finds. He... um, I, I think that, and we're in the middle of the second season, so spoiler alert, and other people don't spoil for us, I think he's the Black Hood. I think that... I don't think he's the Black Hood. I think he's just... The Black Hood really is a murderer who's murdering people in Riverdale what, for sinning. The Simi. question is, what is... Oh, and maybe Who that's... murdered Cheryl no, 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 Bloom's no, brother? Betty and her brother 
and her okay forget you know i don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it but we discover betty has a long lost brother lily who i'm sorry is a erotic webcam model okay then i'm gonna skip no. to the bottom of my question yes. line oh please ruin What's this show people need to know erotic webcamming now becomes a thing in the show webcamming okay question mark don't even answer that Next question. Cheryl Blossom's mom is a belle de jour all of a sudden. That's code for a daytime lady prostitute. I don't understand. Yeah, she had to keep, I mean, she had to keep the family fortune going, but, but apparently there are. How much, much money can you make? Does she do a webcam? No. no, she meets with gentlemen callers and in they, really. They live visit. in this Grey Gardens type estate. And the mother's kind of crazy because her daughter burned her in a fire. And now to make money after they lost their fortune because their dad killed the brother. Cheryl Blossom. Oh, mom. the dad. The oh, did dad I ruin the, the first that... season? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Oops. I didn't see that coming. So that's good. Oh, that really ruins it. Okay. I mean, Lily, by the Next time it happens, question, you, you're like, I don't you... know what's going on. Shy, did you get to the episode where there's a Quebec gangster who orders poutine? Uh, at pops no that's amazing i, so I will there's say, a poutine reference watch I, out for it i really wait I, which one of you has seen more of the show than the other i can't i guess I have, you, if you haven't gone to the gangster poutine reference then you're behind during hiram's uh uh poker game i i have not gotten to that one yet. okay Hiram so you'll get to that there's more mark consuelos right yes lastly are all of the native are all of the serpents native american or is it just tony's grandfather Right, that was a really interesting. That was like a curveball. A real interesting curveball that the serpents' background is now a Native American. They like wrote that in that they're yeah. As part of the Which brain, I that... actually think is a kind of the only storyline where I'm like, oh, that's actually really interesting. It's an interesting origin story, and it's interesting because they talk a lot about the history of Riverdale, and they're talking about how the like Cheryl Blossom's ancestors that they celebrate like massacred these other poor people because there is this whole class story in Riverdale mm -hmm. the south side versus the north side and why getting to the root of why the south side is treated so badly and then you, as you dig deeper into the history mm -hmm. you find that the north side has done god awful things to them so i think that was interesting seems like not what when they were writing archie originally what they were getting at when they had the south side serpents but again i don't think that they were also going to have you know incest and all the other weird things that have happened in the a lot of other weird things that happen uh, especially yeah. the webcamming let's see where that goes and uh, I, I know that beck the costuming of different characters has come up in our conversation like yes, how they pick these things so um Last question. Are, are Betty and Veronica friends or not? Yes. yes, they are friends. In this version, they are very good friends. But speaking of Veronica, why, pray tell, is she always dressed like she's going to a sexy meeting at the bank? That's what I would like to know. Very specific. And, sexy and meeting at the bank. Very specific wardrobe. And, and she's, it is. Did you guys see the musical episode? I heard there's a musical. I haven't gotten to the musical. but I, I don't think know. They every also do a lot that... more singing in season two. There is so much singing in season two. It's like... Wola, like, yeah, and yeah, I mean, we get it. There's a scene. Everyone's a rock star there. I think this cast must all be able to sing. Like they must all be able to sing, so they've worked it in. But, but yeah, there was a Betty does a bordello cabaret striptease sing along, so she can join the gang. Like it was like a Sam Crow kind it's, of a thing. Yeah, it's very weird. But then she's like not really yeah. in the gang. Now. 
Did we acknowledge oh. that Jughead is a little kid from Full House, the original Full House? He is? Friends? I thought he was from Big Daddy. No, from Friends. Oh, is it Friends? Sorry, it's, it's friends. not. I thought he was it's from friends. Big Daddy. It's Friends. Ben yeah, from, from Big Daddy. Daddy. He's a little kid from Big Daddy, and he played Ben on Full House. And he's great, by the way. That Jughead is the oh, heart of the show. I don't know. Jing, Jughead is really point, starting doesn't to doesn't he? Yeah, but he's really starting to unravel in season two. Oh. But I'm the, loving how much time we're spending on Riverdale, but I'm wondering if everybody else really okay. wants us well, to we're going to wrap up. We've now like, ruined the show in multiple ways, but I still like it, and I've been, I'm back into watching it. Okay. I mean, you can't ruin that show. It's already ruined when you start watching it. So I would like to, to – I want to balance out Riverdale with something of high taste, Grey's Anatomy, uh, <laughs> which Allie watched earlier this week, a two-hour premiere – Every time yeah, I yeah. looked at what was going on in that show, it was like a scene from Saw, like some horrific injury and surgery and doctors prescribing Betty. medication to themselves through other doctors. It was I think out of control. my doctor from the hospital with my concussion might be on Grey's Anatomy. That's how handsome he is. <laughs> So, Lily, did you watch the premiere? That was two hours long. It was that the the premiere of Grey's Anatomy. The only the only was, way I can justify watching it is if for one of the two episodes I'm on the elliptical. Okay. Which I do. Well, that's good. You'll get like two and a half hours of cardio. Because I will yeah. say one ep that one premiere of, of Grey's Anatomy was as long as. Star Wars: A Force Awakens or half the length of one episode of Outlander. Either way, super super long. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. The show makes no sense, but it's just one of those things that, like, you can't. And we have a cousins chat about it. We've talked about this. We have like all these girl cousins, um, and Allie's in it, and um, it's super fun. You're you're like in deep. Like, there's no turning back. Okay. I don't know what show could replace it. Like, they they. I read an article the other day that was saying, you know, like, what is? Why are we so obsessed? It was that? It was. It asked the question. Why are we so obsessed with medical dramas? Um, and probably like are since we? at least, uh, yeah. I mean, Shy's I, not okay. Shy has like his own medical drama, yeah. <laughs> the only medical, like the Shy, last medical show I Shy watched was borders on very funny, uh, like good taste and very trashy taste in TV. So I can't abide by those rules. I, I'm more of a private eye kind of show person, yeah, it's I true. guess. I guess I love me a good medical drama, and I haven't seen The Good Doctor, which I know some people uh, really uh, like, doesn't have enough like... good characters. That's really where it's just not the characters aren't good enough. I have very high standards for my characters. Yeah. And, um, okay, so Grey's Anatomy, you're happy to have them back. It doesn't entirely uh, make yeah. sense. They're all like there's all sorts of relatives. I mean, how many siblings can work in one hospital and, and married people married to each Honestly, other work in one it hospital? Just, yeah, it makes zero sense. And there's, there's always... no there's no sense of how old anyone is or what year it is right. at that hospital. No one knows what what like time it's taking place in because of all the weird. Right. Time. So like, it's like it's like maniac. Yeah. It's like maniac. But, the, yeah, the main character, Meredith Grey, is a single mom with three children. She physically lives like she has to take a ferry to get to work. And she's a surgeon. And in the first episode, she's like, I have too much time on my hands because I'm having sex dreams. I need to become chief of the hospital. And I'm like, you have three children, lady. There's nobody that believes you. <laughs> like this whole, like, she was like, I'm just not busy enough. I, I That automatically had me annoyed. Um, I can't, can't stop watching. Okay. Yeah. Well, any other any other shows I uh, that, that you guys I, are watching? Yeah. I finished season two of uh, Atypical. Which um, is a I really liked it. 
And I recommend that show to people. It's a comedy with a lot of heart. I think there's good character development. I like the um, the fact that they put, like, act. Although the main actor doesn't have autism, I believe they had other actors in the season that do uh, have autism. So I thought that was cool, like, diverse to see different people on the screen. Um, I think the acting is great. And, yes, uh, these kinds of shows, I feel like um, the Netflix, uh, you know, Amazon pretty much any show season two is never as strong as season one it's only 10 episodes but good enough for me i liked it is there a whodunit component if there is shy will watch it that's a good point <laughs> was someone possibly murdered or kidnapped was something stolen was no, something was there stolen? a jewel that yeah, was stolen? A, rare, no? a rare jewel okay. um does a teenager I... have to be the detective because if it's a teenager who's the detective, shy is detective, no. a good teen detective show. I mean, or, or, or father daughter team fish up. Out water. Or, fish, fish out of water. Fish out of water. Fish out of water or a father daughter team up. So your favorite father daughter okay. fish out of water team. That's shy's wow. perfect show. That's it. Okay. What? <laughs> I I continued to watch uh, Insecure. Started season three. Was very disappointed to realize at the beginning of season three, Frida has cut her hair. She no longer has long curly hair. I'll keep watching. It's a good show. All the other characters are amazing. Oh, okay, but you're, you 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 have an identification because of your curly hair. Because of like the it's just the, the type of curly hair, and then she cut, and I was like, oh yeah, you don't really speak to well, me as much anymore. I mean, Felicity, I I... right? Didn't Felicity go off the air because that Carrie Russell cut her hair? It was a big deal. I bet yeah. she didn't cut her hair on the Americans. Isn't she, that yeah, right? she's such great hair on the Americans. She wears a lot of wigs. She's oh. so pretty though. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I- I just wanted to also just randomly say before I forget that I was reading um, the uh, I was reading the newspaper. That sounds so weird. I was reading the Huff, Huff Post the other day, and there were, there was an article about how the guy, the kid that is in the Kingsman, Taron Edgerton, is yeah Taron Edgerton, Ed- Edgerton, Edgerton, Edgerton. Yeah, I love that Edgerton. Kid. He's an amazing actor. Yeah, right. How he's um, gonna be Elton John. In the oh, new biopic. Oh, cool. And the words in the article was, trailer dropping this Monday. And I was just oh, like... Oh, that's like Lily's. Oh, my biggest pet peeve. It fills you with rage. But also, like, insane excitement. Because I'm like, there's a trailer dropping. Wait, but do you, have you I seen The Kingsman 2? Yes. No. So the Kingsman, the, but the Kingsman lit two, on fire. That he, he and Elton John have team up fight scenes in the Kingsman two. Yes, Elton John. Yes, because Julianne Moore kidnaps Elton John. That movie, somebody was on major drugs when they wrote that movie and just got it green lit. <laughs> they're making a third one. I'm excited. Making a third one. Yeah, and they're doing a spinoff about the American version of the Kingsman that they have in the middle of the movie that appear that are is it Tatum Channing? Yeah, Ta- Channing Tatum and. Jeff Bridges, they're getting their own movie apparently. Oh my uh, goodness. So Al and I finished watching the first season of The Tunnel, which is a British murdery show, as as has been noted, that I really like those now. And it stars Stannis Baratheon, the guy who played Stannis Baratheon, but as a like a fun character. Well not fun. Mm-hmm. He gets progressively like more depressing his character. Anyways, in a lot of ways it was very predictable. I I kept driving Allie nuts because someone would come on the screen and I'd be like, he's in the show? Oh, that person's definitely a bad guy. Because like it didn't make sense as to why a particular actor was in the show unless they had a real role. And um, and it had a bit of that dragon tattoo uh, feel to it 
it was depressing the way the end of Broadchurch is depressing. And oh. but I really loved the interaction between the two characters solving crimes together, fishes out of water in their respective country. And so I really do want to watch season two, but I need a break from from the emotional experience of season one before I get into Have it. Have you I, seen Insecure? It's really funny. You should really watch uh, it. Okay. I'll get to it. Have you watched it? That maybe that'll be my part. I've seen it's part really of season different. one. I think, mm-hmm. I think I think you'll I think you might actually really like it. It's really funny. Cool. Any yeah. uh shall we go to shout outs? Sure. Yeah. Um I'd like to shout out to you, Dr. McGorgeous stuff. I don't know your <laughs> well, name. Oh, and that's one How of the names of the characters on Grey's Anatomy. That's one it's of the names. There's, a, there's is... a not McGorgeous? This this is Dr. McGorgeous. Um, Becky, how do you not look at your paperwork? You have to know this guy's name. Uh, maybe I will look at my paperwork. Um, he, and then we'll add in his name. Yeah. I'm sure he's on Instagram. Looking fabulous. We'll find him. Um, I don't know. He's a surfer, too, so maybe I'll like bump into him. Again, one day. I'm married, by the way, very happily so. I just have a concussion. Um, so shout out to him. Cool. That's all. And Lily, shout outs. Um, I'm going to shout out to mom and dad because I was born tomorrow. So oh, thank no, you for no. making me born. Thanks. Um, shout out to the M and D. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shout out to Lily cause it is your birthday tomorrow. I've also sprinkled some other <laughs> shout outs throughout the show. So, you know, I, I see that. Usually I only like worked out on one of them. You need to reserve like seven minutes at the end of every episode for you to shout out. No, so. I decided to, you know, I'm keeping it short and sweet this time. Uh, so, Becky, where can people follow you? Follow me on Twitter at PaperBKPrincess. I haven't been tweeting back lately because of my head injury, but I'll get back into it. So if um, people want to tweet Becky get well messages, now's a good time because in a month she'll check it and write back. When yes. I'm recovered, they say it takes three weeks. Yeah. It takes a while. Okay. Lily, where can people follow you? You can follow me at Chichi K Gomez on Twitter. Way to go. You did it. Oh, yeah. I like your special birthday present to everyone to get your handle right. You get practicing. You now can... my extra special birthday present would be to use the Twitter. Yeah. So Twitter. Now I just have to use it. Everybody wish Becky wish, wish Lily a happy birthday and Becky a get well message. Although by the time this drops, the, it'll be it'll uh, my, birthday. my birthday. We can keep celebrating. No big deal. What? What are you going to do for your birthday? Well, we were supposed to have like a lovely uh, breakfast with um, my kiddo and my brother-in-law who lives with me and uh, my husband um, at uh, our house. And then my husband and I were going to go take a day trip down to the south of the island and hang out uh, just on our own where I would be uh, in a very quiet state reading a pile of magazines that I brought home from America to my island where I could read and uh, be quiet because I live with a lot of people, one of them being a two-year-old. So that was the idea. Hopefully my little guy is feeling better and uh, I can do my day trip tomorrow and then go out for dinner. That that sounds amazing. Simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you can follow me at pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram. You can rate and review us on Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. And I'm very curious. I want people to tweet at us about Maniac if anybody watches it. I'm curious what other people think of the show. 
That is a good. That is. I would like to know what people think because it's hard. I feel like I'm a little bit in a bubble. I'm like I'm not. I just watch it on my own and I don't really know. And so you can. So you can rate us, review us, please. That really helps us with visibility. You can check out all the shenanigans at pancakefortable.com or FridayNightMoviePod.com. The Friday Night Movie Pod and Pancake for a Table crew will be at the All-Star Comic Con June 7th through 9th in Tyson's Corner, Virginia in, 2000, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Becky's looking are, surprised. Are we? No, I'm like, are we going to promote this every week between now and June? Yeah, yeah. every week. You every never know week. who's listening you and when. You never know who's listening and when they can come. And I, I, want, and I love the All-Star guys are really terrific, uh, Kevin and, and crew. And uh, I want to make sure people know this awesome event is happening, and we're going to be there, and we're, we're already planning some fun stuff for that. So there's that. If you don't have enough of listening to me blabber, uh, there are now two other podcasts where you can where I will be appearing regularly. One is with my dear buddy Ash of Gold Nerds fame, who was on on the show last week behind the behind the music. And then I am proud and humbled to say that I have joined Ash and our friend Lons as. Uh, a regular uh, member of the Gold Nerds podcast where we will be discussing the Goldbergs in great detail every week. With that, the theme music by What Does It Eat will kick in and we can actually see each other dance. Lily, do you want to you video us dancing for the archives? Yes. That way. So we're dancing. We're dancing. Lily's got us. This will be, this could be kind of funny. As a or nauseating because I'm also dancing. <laughs> And uh, thank you guys for doing this. Love you. Goodbye. Oh, let me boomerang it. Yeah. Hold good, on. Good show, guys. I don't know how to boomerang later. Let me boomerang now. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, dance. Becky.